Hello and welcome to another episode of A Need to Read. I am absolutely buzzing to bring this episode. I've quite literally just got off of the Zoom call with Mr. Paul Mort, who has got an audiobook coming out just after Christmas called Paul Mort Will Save Your Life. Having a chat with him, his energy is infectious and you can probably hear that in my voice because I don't usually have this much energy and I've stolen a little bit of his and he still had plenty to give. So I'm very, very happy to be bringing you this. I've wanted to have Paul on for a while. You probably have heard the episode that I did reviewing his first book, Fucking Unstoppable, which is brilliant. And should there be any men in your life that are struggling at the moment, I strongly recommend getting that book for them. Now, this new book that he's got coming out is solely available on Audible. Now, if you haven't got Audible, you can get this book for free. In the description of this episode, there will be a link for Audible for a free trial. And when I say free trial, if you don't want to pay for it, all you have to do is cancel it before the end of your trial. Like with anything, we all sign up for it. Netflix trial, Now TV trial. You just cancel it for the end, you don't pay anything. It's ideal. So if you haven't got Audible, links in the description. Whilst you're having a listen, sign up. I get a fiver if you sign up as well. So just do it through that channel because I'm sure you've never given me any money before. Now's a perfect opportunity just before Christmas. And with that free trial, you get to listen to Paul Mort's book. And by the sound of it, it's going to be pretty good. I'm very much looking forward to getting into that myself. And without further ado, we'll get the other bits of housekeeping out of the way. The sponsors of the podcast, quite aptly, is BetterHelp. Now, BetterHelp provide an online therapy service. They've provided that service to millions of people around the world so far. It's not a crisis line. It's not really self-help. It is registered like psychotherapists, psychologists. They're all licensed and registered counsellors and they can help you figure out your shit from an unbiased perspective. If you head to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read, you'll get 10% off your first month. Therapy is not something you just do for a month. It's not something you just do once. I'd recommend committing to it. It's about committing to being better, getting better if you're not feeling too great first month it's probably about 180 pounds with that 10 percent off and then from there obviously let's just add that 10 percent back on it's about 200 pounds so it's an investment in yourself and it's an investment in your future i probably wouldn't be doing this podcast if i never went to therapy so it's helped me to no end but it's betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read now some of you will literally not be able to afford that amount of money and i would recommend the happiness trap by Russ Harris if you are feeling a bit shit at the moment that's by far the best book that I've ever read to do with your mental health in terms of understanding in terms of actionable ways in which you can combat your thoughts and the stories that you tell yourself is absolutely fantastic so there's going to be some of you that feel like shit who are ready to invest in yourself you lot go to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read for those that aren't quite ready to spend that amount of money or haven't got that amount of money then the happiness trap by russ harris that'll be about a tenner and it'll probably be the best tenner that you ever spend but without further ado i'm just going to get straight into this and introduce you to mr paul moore yes mate i'm excited, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. really excited. 
Welcome. Welcome to A Need to Read, man. You've got a book coming out on the way. I have. You're a busy guy. I've managed to pin you down. So <laughs> there's going to be a couple people listening that mm-hmm. might not know your story, might not know who you are. So, so yeah. let's kick it off with that horrible question of, of introducing yourself. <laughs> well, mate, this could be you have a fucking two hours telling this story. So um, I'm a, I am a dad. I'm a husband. I'm a businessman. Um, I'm two times... Master Coach of the Year, champ, champ, double champ. Um, I'm an author, I'm a podcast host, I'm all sorts of things. Um, and I ended up here uh, by mistake. Yeah. By nice. accident. Yeah, Sick. by mistake. I've just stumbled into this whole fucking thing. Yeah, because yeah. it wasn't meant to be that way, was it? I've, I've read your it, first book, <laughs> Fucking Unstoppable, and yeah. hell yeah, of a it's book. A, yeah, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's been a long... I'm not even going to say arduous, but it's just been my speaking coach goes crazy when I'm on the stage and I'm like, Oh, I ended up doing this by accident, but it's the truth. 2014, mm. I was suicidal, five stone overweight, diagnosed bipolar, suffering horrendous panic attacks. And then I got my shit together. Oh, I'm still getting my shit together now. I truly believe that. Yeah. And uh, a lot of other people asked me how I did it. Um, I started helping other people get their shit together. And then I dropped the video about um, my suicidal tendencies. And next thing I know, we uh, twice master coach of the year and um, an author and all sorts of mad shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's mad. Yeah. That's mad. It is, mate, it is mad. It is. I bet you have to pinch yourself sometimes from, from being that low. Mate, that I do, you know, because this, this, yeah, this time of year is always a bit weird for me because uh, on the 17th, on Thursday, I was actually live on a big Zoom thing. There's about 200 people on this Zoom training. And it was somebody else's event that I was speaking on. I realized as I was talking that it was six years to the day that I was going to jump off that cliff. And I started to get a bit emotional. My mood just shifted completely. Mm. And just bringing it back up actually does bring up a little bit of originally some kind of what I'd call low negative energy comes up a little bit when that happens. Yeah. And obviously I'm able to then reframe it and say, actually it's probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. Best yeah. thing that's happened to a lot of people. <laughs> and then, and then the, the second piece is Christmas day. I remember it's always feels a bit weird because Christmas day, 2014, I was in the house on my own with the, the suicide watch team. So that, that day is always a little bit weird for me as well. Yeah. 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 That's mad. So are you, you're grateful for being down that low. Is that what I'm gathering? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was the biggest wake-up call I've ever had. Yeah, The biggest wake-up call I've ever had. And, and even now, mate, I, I still see those, all of those feelings that are just a little bit of an alarm clock. It's just a massive alarm clock. And I teach my guys now that those, those feelings of, um, those disempowering feelings, those low negative feelings, and even those high negative feelings, the higher energy states of negativity, Yeah, those are all just rumble strips. Like on a motorway where you just drift off course a little bit, you get the rumble strip, lets you know that you need to guide yourself back on track. Wake like up a little bit when you're driving at 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. And that, that, that can be changed quite quickly by just asking great questions. Yeah. So, and they're questions to yourself or? Questions to yourself, yeah. Yeah, yeah asking great questions. Uh, how do I really feel? What does yeah. that mean? How do I want to feel? What am I willing to do to feel like that? There's a bunch of different questions we can ask because... I truly believe that questions are the steering wheel of the mind. I can ask somebody a question and instantly change their state. Yeah. Instantly. Like I can ask someone a question like, um, what's been the shittest part of your year this year? Yeah. Like that question can completely change the way someone feels. It's mad. I, I, can, I went, I went straight back to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's mad. And then I can say something like, 
if you had to feel proud about something in your life right now, what would it be? Yeah. <laughs> Just if you had to feel proud, and that will completely change the way somebody feels. But we can ask those questions of ourselves as well. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's, that's mental. And, and in fact, if we, if we think about this, those negative feelings are usually the result of us asking ourselves a question that we're not even aware of. Like, why do I feel like this? When's, this, when's it going to end? When am I going to be allowed out? Why can't I do that? What yeah. if... What if this happens? What if that happens? Yeah, yeah. but before before you got to that point where yeah. you you were ready to go, were would people have expected this from you? Well, yeah. like, or were you because you were, you said you were bipolar? Were you yeah. quite manic and like like? Yeah. Obviously, you've got a lot of energy now, and I had yeah. no idea what you like six years yeah. ago. What, <laughs> yeah. what what were you like? So so back then, I think some people would have expected it from me because I was so volatile. I was mm. very volatile. Like I'd, I'd be, I'd have quite a lot of anger. I'd, again, I'd move from high. There's two different things here for me. It, it, it wasn't about being manic and depressed because I've never took bipolar meds for two and a half years now. So, yeah. but if That's I went good. to the doctors, they'd still give me the label. Yeah. I'm like, it's just a label. And essentially I was, I was moving from high negative energy. So things like anger, overwhelm, stress, frustration, all of those kind of low, Low, quali low quality energy, but high quantity energy. Yeah. I'd move from high quantity, low quality, to low quality, low quantity. So that would be feelings of uselessness, hopelessness, exhaustion, uh, apathy. I'd move, I'd, I'd, I'd cycle quite rapidly between those two states. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think, I think some people would have expected it from me because like I say, I was so volatile and I was fucking all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people thought I was just angry. Yeah, because yeah, you tend to angry man. Yeah, yeah, you tend to not be, you tend to not be as vocal when you want low negative energy. When you're in low negative energy, you're never that vocal. Yeah, so I used to do the thing of I disappear for two and three days at a time. I'd okay. speak at a big, I'd speak at a big event. I'd get really excited and then I'd go home and it's just crash. disappear for three or four days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's mad. Yeah. I, I, like in, in your first book, I'll, we'll talk about that before we get on to what, what you've got coming out soon. Is, is you're yeah. so honest yeah. about what led you into that point. And, and I, I did a review of that on, on the podcast a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I spoke about it because you talk about like Coke and, and drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. And I think there was definitely a time in my life where I'd go out on the weekend, hit a bit of the old tennis racket, feel like shit on a Monday. Yeah. Just go on, go on a cycle of that yeah. without realizing that that was such a key thing. You just need to remove from the cogs to get them moving yeah. properly. Yeah. So yeah. It's like people like you being honest about that stuff yeah. has such an effect. Oh, dude. Yeah. Hundreds of blokes. And yeah. people I, I agree, mate. Yeah. There's, there's, I get so many messages about that. And it's just because I, I, I think that I'd got to a stage in my life where hiding it was exhausting. Like lions mm. exhausting. Oh, definitely. Yeah, lying is tiring, really tiring. And I think that, again, it just became, I suppose, I started seeing things in a way that I would like them said to me. Yeah. Like, I remember, I remember way back in my journey when I first started, I started, I saw this guy called Gary J. White, who I ended up working with for a couple of years, and he was honest about that kind of thing. And I was like, shit, yeah, this is, that's, that's what I needed to hear. And like I say, yeah. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people kind of knew the truth anyway. Yeah, a lot of people knew the truth anyway, and I think there's something very powerful in not having anything to hide. Like I've Liberating. got 
Yeah, there's nothing. So I'm, I'm going through a bit of media training at the minute because of this book launch. Yeah. And I'm like, and, and I remember someone saying to me, you're not worried about um, things coming out from your past. I'm like, well, there's nothing anyone can say about me that I haven't already said. Yeah. Nothing. I can't think of a single thing that come, could come out of the closet about me. Yeah. Nothing. It's mad because I like I've, I've I've started this thing yeah. with the with obviously with the intention of it getting big. Mm-hmm. So from the off, I'm like, right, let's let's start being honest, get it yeah. out there because it, it is so liberating. Like my relationship with my family, my parents has got so much better from when like my for a couple episodes in, I was like, look, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. A couple of years ago, went to Amsterdam, did some mushrooms, wet myself. Yeah. So I need yeah. you to know that, and like, and I'll yeah. probably do it again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to think about this, actually. Some of the most, I think about that now that you've said that, I think about some of the best comedians in the world. All they do is tell personal stories. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what I do when I speak at events. I get invited back to speak at events, not because I'm there. In fact, not a single one of my slides ever has a picture, have ever has words on it. It's all pictures. Yeah. Because I'm telling personal stories. I can't fuck up a personal story for a start. And if yeah. I'm not lying, if I'm not lying, I'm way less likely to fuck it up anyway. Yeah, exactly. No one's going to catch yeah. you out. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. How you yeah, say by like, the you... way, I must add something in here. I was saying this this morning to somebody. I was coaching with someone right before I came on, on here. And I was saying, are there still times where I lie? Yes. My kids still think Santa, Santa exists. That's lying for a start, right? I still yeah. lie. I still tell the odd little lie, but I'm 100% comfortable with I we own all of these traits. Like sometimes I'm, sometimes I'm full of love. Sometimes I'm full of hate. Sometimes I lie. Sometimes I tell the truth. Sometimes I'm caring. Sometimes I'm not. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I own every single one of those traits. I'm comfortable with. I just try and live in the the ones that have more integrity in them. Yeah. And just sometimes I'll visit the places that don't. And I'm okay. okay with that. I'll just try and I'll try and do the ones that I but use the ones that I believe are right at the time. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, like you say, these are the questions that you would want to ask. You would want someone to ask you. Yeah. Has your approach like are there certain types of people that it just doesn't work with? Um, yeah, people that aren't ready to hear them. Yeah, I thought so. People that aren't ready to hear them. Yeah, you got to think a lot. Seventy-seven percent of the world, or something I read the other day, are still are actually in what I call to me consciousness. Everything happens to them. Mm. Oh, yeah, way more that. than 77, I'd say. Yeah. Way it? more. Yeah, yeah. And I read that in, um, there's a book called Power Versus Force. Mm. And, and it's quite an interesting book. I actually didn't finish it. I've never, <laughs> this is crazy, we're talking about reading that. I've never read as little as I have this year. Okay. Yeah, it's mad. And I, by the way, I still read. But I used yeah. to be super prolific. You're probably talking 30, 40 books a year. This yeah, year, nice. I probably... I'm probably down around about 15, but that's just because I've been so busy growing and so busy executing the stuff that I've learned before. Yeah, that it, it was practice. You're prepping. Yeah, it's yeah, training. Yeah, and it's this in- power versus false thing, this victim thing, and maybe it is above 77. percent But I think that that this is these people aren't ready to hear what I've got to say because I'm essentially telling them that they have to take responsibility because that, that's what those questions do. Mm. The questions do a lot of the time is that they they are designed to empower people, but some people realize that that they will feel, or some people don't realize that they're being disempowered by pointing the finger of blame at anyone but themselves. 
yeah. yeah it's always that you, you're pointing one three are pointing back at you yeah yeah, yeah. and this is why this is why um i've got to be okay with criticism i haven't had a death threat actually for almost two years now oh, that's I, had good. Two, I had two in 18 months but i haven't had one for almost two years now so yeah I'm, i think i'm doing it wrong my standards have slipped well, but you know what you know what to aim for in 2021—a couple, yeah, couple yeah, death so threats—and and you they, know you're doing all right. Yeah, they are coming. They are coming. <laughs> Amazing. So that you well, let's get on to your new book then. It's yeah. Paul Moore is going to save your life, and my. Well, that's the that's the challenge with the title. It's a strong title. It is. And I didn't name it. it. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't name it. The original title for the book, I wanted to call it "Dude, Get Your Shit Together" or "Bro, Get Your Shit Together" or something. Obviously, I'm working with Harper Collins this time around, and I'd like to think that the second biggest publisher in the world, I like to think they know what they're talking about. So they were like, right, they wanted to call it the Paul Mort method. And I was like, I can't call it that. That is, that is, it just, for me, it didn't work. Boring. Yeah. So now they're calling it um, Paul Mort will save your life. And then I was like, holy shit, that is a bold, big claim. But if you're going to give me the crown, I'll wear it. I'm, yeah. I'm big enough. And I'm big enough and ugly enough and stupid enough to deal with any shit that I get as a result of that. Like I've got no doubt about it. Someone will call me out and give me some shit on a title like that. But um, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. cool with that. That's nice. And it's and it's solely on audiobook, correct? Yeah, solely on audiobook. Yeah, we wanted it. One of my biggest regrets in 2020 when I look at I'm actually gonna drop a post about this today or tomorrow and that it's easy for us to share the highlight reels of stuff. Mm. But I'm gonna share tomorrow I'm gonna share um 10 of my biggest disappointments this year. One of them was not being able to get a paperback deal over the line. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's not as easy as people think it is. Sure. I could have self-published again. I could yeah. have self-published again, but by paperback deal, my, my, my expectation of a paperback deal is me seeing my face or seeing my book in fucking Asda and Tesco. They yeah. have a big, I have a big expectation on that. And it's mainly because my kids are always on my case, like, oh, there's James Smith. There's James again, Dad. I see James. Oh, look, there's Ollie. Oh, look, there's Chris and Rosie. All of these people that are my friends. Yeah. Not that, not that name dropping, but all these people that are my friends. They're on the fo- <laughs> They're on the fucking shelves, and I'm not. So it's one of the disappointments for me. But um, there's time. I'm there sure, is time. I'm there sure is time. More in there. And me, and the publishing industry is is right in the minute, it, it's challenging. Like Jay Morton, you've had Jay on. Mm. Um, his, book was, his book was delayed by about seven months, I think. Yeah. That's a he's long here, time. He's here so. now in Bali. Oh, is he? I was with him earlier. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I didn't even know that. He must be keeping that on the fucking lowdown. Not anymore. Oh, yeah, no, not anymore. <laughs> About him. <laughs> he's here. He's out of England. He's, he's not wearing a mask. <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you what. Why is there a red dot on your forehead? That's the fucking sniper. <laughs> the sniper's coming for you. <laughs> nah, that's right. I, I saw him do Muay Thai earlier. I'm not that scared. <laughs> yeah, he's a fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna, hang on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking screen the focus. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the, so his book was delayed by months and... and, and Hopper Collins said to me, they said, listen, Paul, there's thousands of books like that. Thousands. Mm. I didn't realize there were as many authors. I went on a call last week with Hopper Collins and, and I was like, it was, a, it was a, like a, a, a Zoom for authors, like authors mm. from Hopper Collins. There's about fucking 400 authors on the Zoom call. The bizarre thing, do you know Andrew Moore? He was one of them. I was really? like, what? This is so weird. So weird. I, um, 
But I didn't realize there was as many books and as many authors that thousands are delayed and China, China aren't printing shit and shipping it anymore. So it's just all over the place at the minute. So it was either, it was either wait, sign with a smaller publisher or just take this uh, audible thing and run with it. Even Mark Manson, by the way, and he's one of my favorite writers. Yeah. He's, he's actually just done an audio exclusive as well. At Middleton's done an Audible exclusive as well. David Goggins apparently is recording one right now. Tony Robbins dropped one this year. I mean, it's not but, a bad set of names to be amongst. Nah, is it, really? it's not, mate. It's not, nah. <laughs> and I think that, well, Tony Robbins is one. is one of my favorite ever audiobooks because it's not actually him reading a book. Mm. They've actually just taken the audio from one of his live events and dropped it on Audible. It's oh. very, very, and because of that, it's very engaging. Yeah. Very engaging because I struggle with audiobooks. I I prefer a paperback. Do you? Yeah. Prefer a paperback? I, yeah. When I'm listening to an audiobook, like I, I'll pick up something every two or three minutes, but I, yeah. my mind just wanders. Yeah, I'm almost hoping that I learn. I'm, I've got it on, hoping that my brain picks something up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be. Well, the thing is, I like I'll be sat there for that five yeah. hours, stopping yeah. every twenty-five minutes. I write what? If I, or, if I... Yes. Yeah, mate. And and it's a. This is one of the things with the audiobook for me. I was like, well, listen. Obviously, I'm going to have to read it. Mm. And to be fair, that was one of the reasons why I hope Collins were like, yeah, we want you to do audiobook and we want to work with yeah. you on this because you're able to um, speak and empower people from the stage. It's one, of me, it's one of my values. It's one of the things I consider myself quite good at is using language and saying things in a way and a tone and a delivery that gets people to move. Yeah. So, so they're, they're, um, that's kind of what the audiobook's like in that it's not – Obviously, it's written and I had to read something. Otherwise, it'd just be on the thing yeah. talking shit. It, well, I had to differentiate it from a podcast, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. You've got to yeah. be the first Geordie narrator ever, right? Maybe. <laughs> no, no, Ramsey and his lass, I think they did theirs. Ramsey and uh, Ram- yeah. Chris and Rosie, I think, did theirs. Okay. Um, but yeah, they, they, that was a... Well, I didn't know this because I had him on my podcast and I said, Chris, I said, there's no way you wrote that book because they did a book. Yeah. And he's like, no, they did actually apparently sit and write it because I know a lot of books these days are ghostwritten a lot. Yeah. Um, and apparently they sat and wrote it. I was like, fucking hell, mate, fair play because writing a book is, uh, I've done a lot of mad shit in my life. Writing a book is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Yeah. What, yeah. what would you say is the hardest Hard. thing about it? Um, not getting, having people cheer you on while you do it. Mm-hmm. Because in a, in a world where we get instant feedback and instant gratification when we make a post on social media, you get a round of applause all the time. Yeah. When you're writing a book, there's no round of applause. In fact, it feels like the opposite. Every time you show it to someone for feedback, you get feedback. <laughs> yeah, I bet you're shitting yourself every time as well. Oh, so mate, God, yeah. It's, like it's a- almost like there's no point in me showing you it because you're going to say it's shit. But that's yeah. what we're asking them to do. We're not asking them to blow smoke up our ass, really. We're saying, yeah. can you help me find the holes in this? Yeah, yeah. it was very, um, that was the thing, really. And just sitting in front of screens for a uh, screen for hours and hours at a time without getting distracted, I found incredibly difficult as well. What was, what was your process like? Because I, I know like, some people will have, like, a, they'll sit down. Like James said, he, he sat yeah. down 20 minutes a day. Yeah. What, what yeah. was it for you? What stuck you at it? The challenge that I had at the time was I didn't just commit to the book. Like I think a lot of the time, if I did it again, it would just be, I would only focus on that project. Mm. The challenge that I have is I have a lot of other things going on in my life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm a dad. 
with two kids. I've got these businesses to run. I've got a lot of people relying on me, et cetera, et cetera. And at that time, I didn't have much support. I mean, we've got a team of five here now, so it's, diff- it's, it's easier for me. But I'm still, capacity and time-wise, I'm at my fucking peak right now. Yeah. And by the way, right now, all I do is talk. That's all I do right now. I love it. All, I'm either coaching, performing, selling, getting interviewed, and putting out content. That's essentially all that I do right now. So it's amazing. Yeah. So I'm still busy, but back then I had a lot of other commitments. And so my process was essentially, um, I'd take as many days as I can to do it. So I'd take a day a week or two days every three weeks or whatever. And I'd work for, like James said there, I'd work for 20 minutes at a time. Yeah. But I get his, so it's called it's called the Pomodoro technique. It's super. It's quite old school personal development thing mm. where you, you basically work in intervals. Twenty minutes on, five minutes off. Twenty minutes on, five minutes off. Once I did once I did three or four of them, then I take an hour off, and I just keep working like that, really. Yeah. But if I nice. did it again, it would probably I'd probably make it my solo project. Yeah. Like I'd have to I'd have to go to Bali and write the whole thing. Yeah, I think I think some people. Some people do that. Um, it's, yeah. it's an interesting way you said about the Pomodoro. I like it. It's going to be an audio book and there's going yeah. to be a lot of hard hitting things in there, I imagine. So how Dude, would you suggest people do listen to it? Would yeah, you suggest I'd, taking that I'd, method? I'd go chapter at a time. Yeah. Because the chapters are, and then this, this audio book's real different because it's not just about me. And mm. um, because I think the challenge that we have is, as people all the time, when we're reading these, people's books we often tell ourselves a story that oh it's different for me mm. yeah see i'm not paul moore for example yeah, yeah. i'm not i'm not this crazy bastard but what i've done is we filled the book with the transformations and how they did it of several men that i've worked with these are guys who've tried to commit suicide like yeah. actually taking an overdose these are got this was this is a guy who had a good job two kids and was married, but was still suicidal. Yeah. Guy was sleeping Guy was sleeping rough because his wife wouldn't let him in the house. Then we've got a guy that, um, despite having a successful business, was planning his suicide as how he could make it look an accident. We've got guys that were thousands and thousands of pounds in debt, how they got out of that. We've got guys that were suffering horrendous anxiety and panic attacks, how they got a handle on that. We've got guys that um, were had separated from their wives and were super depressed about it. We've got guys that were so angry that they were triggered by everything and everyone. We've just got these inspirational stories, but with strategies, tools, and techniques that you can execute there and then. I was big on that. I was like, at the end of each chapter, I want to give people something to do. Yeah, yeah nice little task. It I mean, keeps people yeah. engaged, doesn't it? it? It keeps people engaged and it means that actually, listen, because knowledge is just knowledge. Without yeah. execution, without doing anything, it doesn't fucking matter that much. And that's what I've done this year. I've still studied. I've still read. I've probably done, I've probably dropped, invested about 50 or 60K in personal development, mm. coaches, mentors, masterminds that I've been in. So I've still been on it on the personal development front, but I've just, I've created more than I've consumed this year. Yeah. It's good, it's good that you say that. Like that amount of money, people will be like, oh, that's a, that's a lot of money. And some yeah. people won't even spend 10 quid on a book or some, yeah. somewhat. There's going to be some people that will listen to this, but I would love that audio book by Paul Mort. Yeah. I don't want to pay that six seven ninety nine for Audible every yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, 
that that's the thing is people's priorities are so off nowadays. Yeah. Like, well, I'll tell you what, I've got to uh, go for a meal this week and I, I, I need to spend at least 50 quid on that meal. So like, we'll just spend 10 pounds less by book that week. And like, you, yeah. you've been busy this year. Yeah. You've still managed to read 15 books. Yeah. I've read like, I haven't been busy this year. I've read like 56. I still feel like I've hardly done any fucking reading. It's mad. And you got to think about this. Down. Yeah. This is sometimes it's somebody's life's work. Mm. Think about that. Like when I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting somebody's like, this is for some of these guys, this is three years of their life. Mm. Like must, we're, we're thinking eight quid, eight quid. If I get, in fact, if I get one thing from this, it'll pay for itself 10 times over. So when I'm at, whenever I'm working with, whenever I join programs, I'm like, what would I need from this investment for it to be a worthwhile investment? And that's a difference sometimes. Like, I say to people who watch my free videos all the time, a lot of people get upset by this. I'm like, if you are watching my free videos all of the time, because I put out a lot of content, I'm, yeah. I put out a lot of valuable shit. If you're watching my free videos all the time and you're listening to my podcast and you haven't put eight quid on the table to get my audiobook, you're a dick. <laughs> yeah, that is so fair. Joe, you know I yeah. do I do this sometimes because I'm like, I've been doing this podcast, I haven't been doing this podcast long, I've been doing it since April. Yeah. Every now and then, like I've, I've got a sponsor, I have better help, which is like for yeah. therapy. Yeah. That's great for me because I yeah. get to continue making this podcast and yeah. every, every person that signs up to that, I know that there's no way they're going to be upset about it because they're going to therapy and therapy is fucking brilliant. But sometimes yeah. I'll, I'll just put it on Instagram. I'm like, look, you can get audible. If you sign up, I get a fiver. Yeah. It's like, if you want a book, do it. Even if you don't, I get a five. Yeah. Uh, you don't yeah. have to give me anything. Yeah. Nice. And nice. It's, because people take and take and take and take. Yeah. And, and it's just saying time, sometimes that eight quid actually may make you listen to something and maybe do something. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Into it. Me, in my first book, I said, this book isn't going to change your life. What's going to change your life is doing the things that I'm sharing in the book. Yeah. I think it's a fucking good book. I feel like the, yeah. the, the one thing I took from that, the, the, the best part I took from that was yeah. about eth ethically stealing people's success. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, dude, I love that. Yeah, and that's what we're trying to do anyway. Because that's, that's what you do when you're reading. Yeah. Uh, someone was like, oh, do you implement everything you read? I'm like, do I fuck? No. Imagine how annoyingly perfect my life would be if I implemented everything that I read. I'll take one bit from this author, one bit from this author, and they might have contradictory ideas. Hey, do you know that love often I don't finish a book because I'm happy with the mm. one thing that I've got from it. Yeah. I don't get obsessed with finishing a book now. Yeah. I'll just, I'll be like, fucking hell, that's amazing. You, have you read more Gaudan, the, the Soul for Happiness? No. Oh, bro, this, you love this one. Solve for Happy, it's called. Sorry. The guy's got a great podcast as well. So this guy used to work for Google and he lost his son. His son was about 14 and his son died. Sure. And it's about basically how he recovered from that. And he just, there were some tools in there that were amazing. And he had one tool. I stopped reading the book after I got this tool because I was like, I don't feel the need to finish this book now because I've got this. I may go back to it at some point. Yeah. yeah. I got this one thing and he called it the happiness buffet, right? In fact, he didn't call it the happiness buffet. I did. Yeah. And well done. it was an exercise. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, man. There's a fucking high five to the screen. That might be the shittest thing I've ever done. That's not... Let's edit that bit out, mate. <laughs> Sorry, it's no video anyway. I, mean, I love it. I love it. Amazing. Um, so this thing was, it was basically complete the sentence with as many things as you can. I feel happy when. Mm. 
and I feel I completed this thing. I was like, actually, there's a lot of things that I could pull up for when I yeah. when I'm when I feel a little bit a certain way, and I just pluck the thing from the buffet. And it was really easy things. It's easy to put when I'm drunk, when I'm on holiday, mm. when I'm on vacation for American friends. Yeah. And I put things really simple things in, like when I'm singing in the car, when I'm with my kids, when I'm when I'm watching comedy, when I'm rolling jujitsu, when I'm mm. um, when I'm on the beach. When yeah. I'm out walking, there was just a bunch of things where I was like, wow, what if I just did a few more things that made me experience a little bit more? What if I just did that? Yeah. It's just about yeah. doing things. And I say this to people all the time. It's like, I, like, I know that you've got journals that you run alongside your coaching courses yeah. and stuff like that. So like yeah. my journaling process, well, if, if I'm feeling shit, yeah. I will put down what made me feel good that day. And, he, yes. and when you start looking for it, you'll think, oh, there was three things that I did that yeah. actually made me feel pretty good today. So it wasn't really that bad of a day. I mean, there's, there's even, there's always a best part of a shit day. Mm. And really, really, I say this to people all the time. You haven't had a shit day. You've just had a day. And then yeah. you put a shit, you put the label of shit on it. Yeah. Like think about that. Like, like really a 24 hour period has passed and you just, it's been easier for you. I wish I had me weird glasses. You know me weird glasses? Me yeah. glasses. Yeah. It's easier for you to put on the shit tainted glasses and say, oh yeah, shit day, then actually take a little bit of time and think, okay, what were three good things that happened today? It's just a simple, it's like, it's like, it's like scrolling right on Instagram when you're changing the filter. Yeah, I, can yeah. change how, I can change how it looks like that. It's like, I, I dropped the video the other day that's, I think it's had like 120,000 views or something mad like that. It's not mad. On my, on my Facebook, mad, it just blew up. And all I was saying was, everybody this year has had a challenging year. Yeah. How you feel about it right now is down to one thing and one thing only. The fucking filter that you're seeing it through. Yeah. I lost all my speaking. Every single speaking gig that I had this year cancelled. There's a lot of things that were challenging for me too. Yeah. But if I'm, I just don't spend too much time analysing those. Where attention goes, energy flows. I get what I'm focused on. And I'm like, I'm training my brain for positive confirmation. Okay, nice. Because it's easy to notice negatives. It's almost like, this that, that part of your brain, the amygdala, will notice negatives before positives all of the time. Mm. It's its job. So I've almost got to, I'm almost training myself with journaling to override my amygdala, if you like, and start to find. It's one of the first questions I ask myself every day is what's one thing I could get excited about today? I love that yeah. question. Because yeah. if I look at my schedule and there's nothing to get excited about, guess what I get to do? I get to make something up. Oh, and that's that's when I mean that's when you start that's when you start to realize that actually I'm in control of how I fucking feel. Mm. Like I'm in control of that. If I can't find anything, I'll get to just put something in and invent something. And that's yeah. on me. Is that you that's I mean? your 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 like journals that run alongside your coaching? You say that's that. Yeah. And um, we by the way, we cover a lot of these questions in my new book. A lot of that's, them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah, because because yeah, a little seed, world class seeding. But a lot of these questions, again, I truly believe that the, that questions are the steering wheel of the mind. Mm. And questions control your attention. So, I, again, I could ask you, um, what's one thing that's, uh, if there was one thing in your life that you feel sad about, what would it be? My laptop's broken. Yeah, that'll start it. Actually, I'm not even that get, sad about it. Yeah, and you'll get, yeah, you'll get that, you'll get the feelings that go with that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, yeah. there's just so many things that we could ask so that, I call my kind of journaling prompted journaling, right? Okay. It's not a dear diary style thing. It's prompted journaling. So some examples of questions are who needs me to show up and have a positive impact on them today specifically? 
Yeah. Um, what could stress me out or trigger me today and how will I handle it? I'm looking for obstacles that are on the way to a great day. How can I solve them in advance? What have, I got to, what have I got to be excited about today? What's my number one priority today? I've got, um, who do I need to follow up with to try and get a deal over the line today? Because I'm a businessman. Yeah. A lot of the guys that I work with are self-employed men. And then we do similar towards the end of the day. What was the best part of my day today? Yeah, I love that. It's, yeah. uh, what I, I, what's, one, what's one thing I learned today? What's the number one thing I did that made me made progress on my goals today? Yeah, it's nuts. When I, when I first started journaling, I got like a six-minute journal. And the, and the prompts in that, it was like, what was your good deed of the day? And very yeah. quickly, after a week, I was like, I don't do any fucking good deeds, so I need to start. I started doing good deeds, started feeling better about it. Yeah, I now, man, yeah, yeah. My, my number one question that I ask every morning, that I put, put down, is like, what's my towards move today? I like that. So what's yeah. my one move that I'm going to do today that if all else fails, at least there's yeah. one fucking thing to get me that little bit further. Yeah. And once you've ticked that off at the end of the day, because they, and granted, there's going to be some days that you don't fucking do that one thing. Yeah. There's no point being all bothered about it because guess what tomorrow you wake up you get to write another thing that you're going well to in the morning it's, it, for me it's just about setting an intention hmm. putting attention on your intentions because you have to put your attention somewhere and if you don't put attention on your intentions chances are because of the way the human brain is we'll find a fucking problem and a lot of the time the problem doesn't even exist that's what anxiety is most of the time hmm. it, well, we're worried fear, about a problem that doesn't exist yeah it's a, it's a future-based thought that's based around something that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. The best, the best thing for anxiety, oh, my therapist said to me this once, and it just flipped a switch for me. She goes, oh, and how many times have you been right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, never. I can't even fucking yeah. predict the future, and I think yeah, I mad. can. Yeah, yeah, it's mad, yeah. Say this to people all the time, well, this is going to happen, and that's going to happen. Well, and, and uh, the reality is, the thing that has happened is never as bad. It's like fighting, right? I'm big into fighting, mm -hmm. whether it's boxing or jiu-jitsu, I'm big into all that shit. And having a fight in front of hundreds of people is never as bad as the thought about having a fight in front of hundreds of people. No. Never. It's never as bad. The, the thought of getting, you'll know this, mate, when you first started jiu-jitsu, the thought of getting fucking smashed is way worse than actually getting smashed. Now I live for it. I don't uh, yeah, want an uh, easy role anymore. Yeah, and when you're at our level, you get smashed on the regular. Oh, <laughs> it's that. On the regular, yeah. You just actually, you don't get better at jiu-jitsu, you get better at getting smashed. You just, it's just being more humble. And then yeah. you say about like competition and stuff, people watching you. My first yeah. competition set the tone for the rest of my jiu-jitsu career. However, and hopefully I'll carry this on until I can't move. Did you realize that no one cared? No one gave a shit. But <laughs> you know what? I lost to a guy who couldn't even fucking see. Really? I lost to a blind guy. No way. And that, my ego just went. Because what? Yeah. Like, there's, there's literally nothing else like... I will never lose to anyone that will upset me more than yeah. someone I have the complete advantage of sight over. Yeah. yeah. And everyone laughed at me and I was able to yeah. laugh at myself. And then yeah. I'd go out onto the mats now. There's no, there's no better feeling than competing in jiu-jitsu for me. Yeah. yeah. You step out there, you don't know this person. And I just think, right, he can see. It's not going to be embarrassing yeah. if I lose to him. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, mate. I love that. That's a, that's a, that's a fucking banging insight. Yeah. yeah. I, got I got disqualified in me last jiu-jitsu match. Oh, uh, what'd you do? <laughs> well, the guy, the, the guy stuck me in an arm bar, so I stood up. He kept Sound holding it. me on. He got, he kept holding me on, and then I, I knelt back down. The, the ref said it was a slam. Yeah, yeah. Stinker. 
Yeah, Absolute yeah. stinker. The, re- the ref on the next mat was my kid's jiu-jitsu coach. And he was like, nah, that's never a slam. Yeah. And, they, and I bet you're like, what? Some things don't go your way sometimes. I'll get on with it. It, it, it is what it is. It's not. Listen, I've been in worse situations and losing the jiu-jitsu match. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's all it, what, what you're saying there is, is really important because it's all just a contrast for him. Mm. Everything that we think about is in comparison to something else. So now you're like, well, it's never going to be as bad as that. And yeah. that's how I feel. That's how I feel now. I put it in a contrast frame. Well, I might feel like this today, but it's not going to be as bad as that. Yeah. It's all comparison. They, there's something about feeling shit that will, is, is a great place for people to be sometimes because you, you, you might not be at rock bottom just yet. And, and that's yeah. almost exciting because you know that when you fucking get there, You've literally only got upwards to go. Well, mate, what you got to think about is that again. I just see it as like that rumble strip. It's yeah. an alarm clock because I did. I, you don't feel shit by accident. Yeah. Like you don't catch depression. It's not contagious. Anxiety is the same. None of these things are contagious. Yeah. They're all. And again, people hate it when I say this. Some of us are more predisposed than others, but we've got to take responsibility for how we feel sometimes. And for me, and for a lot of people that I work with, for people that are ready to hear it. That's exciting. Yeah. Like it's like, it's empowering. You work mostly with blokes as well, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, mainly with blokes. I've got, a, I'm coaching a lot of women at the minute, but they basically forced me into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they forced me into it. But here's what happened. So I have this program called Unstoppable 28, right? And it was the first program I did. It was a little bit lower end with a little bit less access to me, right? Mm. With my team helping me uh, with the accountability. I still run all the training sessions. Mm. And, Women, a few women got in because it was one of the programs where you could just join it by clicking a link. A lot of the programs you have to go through me and my team to get in, right? Yeah. Just to make sure you're a fit, just because it's a higher price product. So it's not just click this link and join. It's a higher yeah. price product. So we do a bit more selling. Yeah. And a bunch of women got into this Unstoppable 28 program. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do now? A couple of them started kicking off that I wouldn't let them in. So anyway, I just fuck it. I let them into this program. And then by the end of it, they're all like, Paul, please do something else. Please do something else. I was like, fuck it. And I did it. And I've actually loved coaching them. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. How, yeah. how do you find it differs from, from men to women? Women are better at listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're also better at asking questions, which means that they'll sometimes ask questions about a question. <laughs> yeah. Like they'll sometimes just, I'm like, you didn't even, like men will only ask for help when it gets to a certain point. When the, when, the pain, when the pain level gets to a certain point, then they'll ask a question. Women yeah. will ask a question at pain level one. Men will usually wait until it's like at a seven or eight on the scale, the discomfort level. Women will ask it like a zero. Yeah. So that's, that's the main difference, yeah. I think, I think yeah. that's interesting because I, like I, I, I've said before about, you've said about people going through divorce in, in, in yeah. your book that you're talking about. Girls, if they go through a breakup, it's this, their little group chats firing off. Oh, we, you didn't, they didn't serve you, babe. They're, and they're all around each other's houses. They're all, they give each other love. Whereas if a bloke breaks up with a bird, they're like, oh, sorry about that, mate. Yeah. And no one, no one comes, no one, it's not like a call to arms for blokes. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Oh, well, men just don't know what to do. This That's is why, good. mate, and you'll, you'll see me go after this in my new book. This is where I was talking about getting criticism. I'm going after this fucking mental health awareness. And all of this bullshit about you just need to talk. Fuck off with talking. Yeah. Like for some men, that will change nothing because they'll go back to doing what they did before. 
Yeah. I remember seeing the TV programs with Harry Redknapp and a bunch of footballers and they were talking about their mental health and I was like, oh, this is great. They're being open about it. And then they went out on the piss. I was like, wow. Yeah. That sometimes for some men, talking is not enough. Yeah. For some men it is. For most men, it's a great start. It's like a kickoff. But if you want to win the game, you've got to keep playing. You've got to yeah. keep playing. You can't kick off and then walk off the pitch. You can't do that. You can't go back to the dressing room. You can't yeah. go in the stands because transformation is not a spectator sport. Yeah. It's a well, fucking... Do you know what I mean? It's not a spectator sport. You've got to stay in the arena. And that's often about taking action. And I think the challenge is, here's what we've got to think about. We're telling men to talk. A, they don't know what to fucking say. What are you supposed to say? Say what? Talk about what? Mm. B, we already feel like when we're low, we already feel like we're a burden. Yeah. We don't want to add to people's burdens. So therefore... I'm not going to talk to people. See, what if the other person can't handle it? I've seen this situation numerous times where the guy goes to talk, the other person can't handle what they're saying. They tell their missus about it. Their missus thinks it's their problem. They feel like a shit wife. Yeah. Which has yeah, nothing to do with them. But nah. you, can't, you can't just nah. take someone so we've else's got shit. To, nah, we've got to start addressing the real fucking challenges. And it's often not this. In fact, a lot of the time, I can tell when some people have been over-counseled. What I mean by that is some people come to me and they're fucking addicted to telling their story. Yeah. Addicted to it. They can tell it like it's a fucking script. The problem with that is, is that's their identity. And they, they're not willing to drop it because it's been, it's been fucking, well, with identity, these labels that we place in ourselves are just with, for a start, they're with Velcro. We can t- I've got the label of um, bipolar disorder. I could have yeah. super glued it on. I could have super glued it on. And I did for a bit. My bipolar, my anxiety, my this. I'm bipolar. I have bipolar. I don't yeah. have any of those things. I was just given the label. I just yeah. labeled them. It's and, mad. And, and, and I think that that's, like I say, this talking thing for me just isn't, it, it yeah. isn't enough. You think about this, right? We've never had as many mental health charities. Ever. Very true. We've, we've never had more awareness about mental health. Yet the suicide rate's going up, not down. Yeah. What do you think that is? Just a... that Because the message is shit. It's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. Someone needs to address the real fucking problems. Someone needs yeah. to give people fucking solutions. And rather than talking is not, for me, it's a start. Yeah. That's it. But people need to be given. Men are pra- we're practical people. We're practical. We're, the pr- we're very practical. Men are yeah. practical as fuck. Therefore, we need to be given practical stuff, not, oh, just go and talk to your mate. Yeah, because I'll make. Get what I'm saying here. Gonna be shit anyway. They they're the sh- not gonna be able to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, and even then, uh, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I never yeah. opened up when I when I felt like shit. I went yeah. opened up to my girlfriend, yeah. mum and dad, boss at work, therapist. Yeah. Six, seven, eight weeks later, friends. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's that when you start talking, it's yeah. practice to yeah. doing the hard shit. To opening up, to feeling that discomfort when you really don't want to fucking say that you feel like you're a piece of shit, you feel like you're a burden, you feel like you're not good enough. And our biggest thing, you know, do you know what? Do you know I love this? I love that you're saying this, mate, because I think one of the biggest challenges is, and this was one of mine when I was super low, is that no one gets it. Mm. But you've got to consider, I saw eight or nine ists, every ist under the sun. I could look them in the eye and bear in mind how rock bottom I was here. Rock fucking bottom. There was no logical thoughts in my brain. Mm. I was so low that there was no logic. For me to say something like my kids would be better off without me, no logic. There's no yeah. logic in that. 
There's not. There's not a single. There's, there's no universe single, where that's right. There's no, <laughs> nah, there's not. There's not. So there's no logic there. And my whole thing, I could look these therapists, and again, I can't. I'm not torn them all with the same brush, but I could just tell that they didn't get it. That was my whole story. The reality yeah. is, I didn't need them to get it. Did I you... didn't need them to get it. I thought I did. They don't get it. They don't get it. They don't get it. Nobody gets it. It's just me. There's something wrong with me. I'm broken. Yeah. Did you lie to them? Because I've I've lied to my therapist when I when I first started. Of course, I did. It's it's an easy thing to do. Like even this year, I yeah. I was started, and this is genuine. I spoke to my therapist for pretty much an hour about me eating a bag of Maltesers every night. Mm-hmm. And she was like, right, you need to be mindful eating of a raisin. And I was like, yeah, yeah sure. And I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. About four weeks in a row. She's like, did you do it? I was like, yeah, I've been doing it. Yeah, it was weird to do. Um, and, it just, and, and it's me believing my own bullshit yeah. and bullshitting someone else. Yeah. 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 So, so the, the, the other thing, and you probably did that actually to protect her feelings as well as yours. Mm. Yeah. Because you didn't want her to feel like you were ignoring her. Yeah, I'd rather yeah, feel not. the pain myself than have her feel the pain of, of being ignored. Yeah, yeah. It's Do you know what, mate? There was, I remember one incident. There was one woman I met in particular, and this was when I was at super rock bottom. She's in my book, actually. There's another yeah. little seed. There's another little seed available now on Audible. <laughs> <laughs> when, when is it out? Well, we'll talk about that at the end. 28th of December. 28th, okay. Yeah. And the, um, this lady... I could tell she was going to be a bit different because she wasn't, I didn't have to go to the hospital or I didn't, because I was going to the hospital on the regular. I didn't have to go to a clinic. I didn't have to go to the doctors. She came to my house. That's how low I was. Suicide watch lady. And she was from an area um, in Sunderland that was rough. Yeah. And Is she, that on the all of Sunderland? <laughs> most of it. Yeah, most <laughs> of it. Yeah. <laughs> Depends how far you want to stretch the postcode. <laughs> And I remember looking at I remember her looking at me over the top of the glasses, and I just over the top of my glasses, and I just thought, she's not going to take my bullshit. She's not going to tolerate my bullshit because I think a lot of the time, also, is I think a lot of the time when we are low, we get a lot of people who just blow smoke up our ass. Sometimes men need a bit of tough love, and this is not about manning up. It's got nothing to do with that. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with manning up. It's about men just sometimes need a fucking slap around the face. They need to be woken up. They need to be woken up. Most, a lot of men, and me being them, I was sleeping awake. I was just yeah. wandering around with my fucking head up my ass, sleeping yeah. awake. And I needed a slap across the face. And it wasn't about, it, it was kind of get your shit together, but it yeah. was also, you have to take responsibility for your actions. Yeah. She said to me, Paul, if you don't get your shit together, you're going to die, essentially. And yeah. it was about taking responsibility for my actions. And a lot of people get this confused with, Oh, just pull yourself together and man up. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we have to take some responsibility for our feelings, our actions, and our behaviors. That's all. In fact, yeah. the Telegraph, the Telegraph are running a piece on the 28th um, about, and the headline is um, something to do with telling Tyson Fury to man up because I've had Tyson Fury in my podcast. And when people say man up, I'm like, this guy's heavyweight champion in the world. Are you going to tell him to man up? Yeah. No, you're not because he put you to fucking sleep, mate. Like it's man up, comp- the thing is this whole man up thing. Man up compared to what? Man yeah. up compared to compared to who? Who do you reckon saying it anymore? I don't know if many people are. I think Mr. Piers Morgan's saying it regularly. Is he? Uh, yeah. Yeah. People like that twats. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've 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 never watched stuff like that. I suppose well, I, I suppose it. that's I'm in my own little echo chamber. Yeah. Of just like yeah. I'm. This I'm, is how I didn't know. This is how I didn't know. 
So yeah. I got interviewed, they were like, what would you say to Piers Morgan, who, who, who just tells people to man up? I said, I wouldn't say anything. I just fucking, I'd, I'd hit the single, I'd hit the single, I'd mount him and I'd pump him to sleep with a fucking five-finger guillotine. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a Marcellity, yeah. I like it, I like <laughs> it. Because that's, yeah. that's an embarrassing one to be got by as well. Oh, dude, <laughs> anything, anything like that, you know my worst, my most embarrassing submission that I hate getting submitted with is an Americana. I fucking hate mm. that. That's like the first submission that my kids learned. Mm. That's what stupid people do. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your arm out there, mate? Yeah. Why is your arm there? Anyway, so yeah, it was, um, it was, they've actually asked me if I'd be interested if we could make it happen to do a live debate on Good Morning Britain. I was like, hell yeah. Oh, I'll do that. Yeah. That, I'll tune into that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, mate. I don't want to make any big claims just in case it doesn't come off. But it'd be yeah. interesting if it does. Yeah, well, does. hopefully, hopefully, it's one. It's one of those things that the like the man up movement. Like I said, like I, I, I don't hear it because I, I don't subscribe to any of those people and and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah, like I, I, I'm surrounded by females. Like yeah. I'm, <laughs> and not oh, not you. in a poor yeah, you. yeah poor I know, you. I know, I know. But like in terms of like the most of the listeners, this podcast is it's probably. 70% female, 30% male. Is it really? Yeah. Is it? That's interesting. Because, because do you know what? Blokes don't want to admit that they read or they're not ready to start reading. They'll start at like 30, 35. Yeah, dude. Whereas like I'm, I'm what, 26. I don't know yeah. many people my or blokes my age that I've hung out with that read a lot. No, or I mean, will openly I, admit to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think none of my... Mates read, yeah. But obviously, a lot of my peers read, yeah. So I have different. Obviously, I have different peer groups. I have a lot of business peer groups. I have guys that I've worked with in the past. They all read, but my mate mates they don't read. I'm actually mate. This is weird. I've read way more fiction than I have personal development. Have you? A lot of people now. A lot of people don't know that me. I read a lot of fiction. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Hey, this is going to bring us on quite nicely because it. I'm not going to take out too much today, but. What's your, um, I'm going for your top three books. I know it's, it's, it's diff- You've read a lot of books, so it's going to be Let's difficult. Go top. Let's go top three personal development, first of all. Uh, all right. Byron Katie, Love and What Is. Yep. By far the best book I've ever read. Uh, the Values Factor, Dr. John D. Martini. That is yep. a fucking head melt. That one there, that, I read that this year. I studied with Dr. John D. Martini in January, and it blew me fucking head out. It blew me. I was blown away by this thing. Yeah, it explained a lot about human behavior and, and all that kind of shit. And the third one, I probably put. I've got him on my. I've got a podcast dropping with him this week, actually. Yeah. Tomorrow. 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 He's called. He's a guy called Jeff Thompson, and his book mm. Warrior. His book Warrior is incredible. He's um. Someone suggested him to me ages ago. I never got round. Dude, what's crazy? He's, this um, guy's wrote fifty books. Fifty books. Yeah. Yeah. Ex Dorman. And he's he's seen some shit, bro. Seen so yeah. He, he did a film. He wrote a film, and Ray Winstone was in it. Yeah, and I, dude. Honestly, I I we interviewed him a couple of weeks ago, and I check this out. I read his first book when I was twenty years old. I'm forty now, twenty years old, and I worked in a um. I just left a job in a factory to work in a gym, and I read his first book then. How mad's that? And last week, Jesus. two weeks ago, he gave me a signed copy of it, and I was like, wow. And since then, that was his first book. He's wrote 50 since then. That's insane. That's a nice thing for you to happen to you as well. Oh, to, dude, to be able a, to sit down and speak to someone that you've known about for 20 years. 
mate, I got emotional while I was talking to him and it, we weren't even talking about anything emotional. It just got this, he's got this vibe about him that was just like, wow. So those are my top three personal development. My top three fiction. I've developed this thing where all I seem to read is, you know, do you know what a one-man army is? A one-man army like a, like a Jason Bourne, a James yeah, Bond. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, for some reason, I've got this, I didn't even, even Harry Potter, right? You right. want to be a hero, don't you, Paul? I, do. I know it. I, I, dude, I think we all want to be one. It's a strange thing. I've only just thought about the Harry Potter thing because around that time when I was reading the Jeff Thompson book, I also read all the Harry Potters. But then thinking about that, all of my favorite books since then have usually been some kind of one-man army. So often, I love the Orphan X series. The Orphan X series is fucking incredible. I love um, one book that I read last year, the year before. That was intimidating because it's so big. It's called oh. I Am Pil- I Am Pilgrim. Yeah, good one. I am, dude, it's I Am long. Pilgrim. Very long, very long. And it takes ages to get going. But yeah. I stuck with it. I stuck they could, with have, it. they could have done it in three books, couldn't they? That's, that, yeah. that was the thing. They split it into three parts, but they chucked it all together in like an 800-page book. Yeah, yeah. Mate, I could throw so many in here. I've got, I love all the Stephen Leather, uh, Spider Shepherd books, but I'm going to throw a random off-the-cuff one in here. It's called mm. The Blade Itself by Joe Abercrombie. This when I tell people I read these, these are like fantasy fucking fantasy books. Yeah. yeah. When do you read them? Because, because like, are you I mean, a, a evening when I'm on, even in bedtime, bedtime fiction guy. Yeah. Um, nice. I read a lot when I'm in the sauna. I have a sauna at home that I use quite a lot, and I read a lot when I'm on uh, holiday a lot. Yeah. Because I don't nice. take my phone. I don't take my phone on holiday, so I have to read. Yeah, actually, so my yeah. laptop's broken at the moment. I've been smashing through the books. It's I've crazy, it, isn't it? I've yeah. been lazy. I've read three yeah. books. I've been here a month, and like a, I don't do too much in my day apart from train and like sometimes surf and just yeah, eat. Yeah. Like it's not bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, when you when you cut yourself off from tech, which I encourage people to do all the time, yeah, yeah. is yeah. yeah, you could just you're free to read, yeah, and when you're free to read, you're not there's like that attention residue of if your phone's nearby, yeah. you're waiting for that message. And Dude, I'm so, I'm so, I've got no problem saying I'm addicted to my phone. Oh, no problem too. saying that. I'm addicted to it. You know how I don't know how I know? Because I can't stop looking at it. And anything mm. that you can't stop, you're addicted to. Yeah. Someone said that to me once. It was actually that Jeff Thompson. I read it somewhere. He said, if you can't stop, you're addicted. So for me, I actually did uh, four months. I think it's called No Fap. I basically didn't rub on out for four yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. I've just I've literally just done a podcast with a woman last week on really. She's a sex like specialist. Yeah, and I I asked her about that. I was like, is there anything in it? But she loves going like sex parties and stuff like that. So she's she's all for fapping all the time. Really, well, my, my wife. <laughs> funny enough, my wife ended up hating it because I was a walking stiffy. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, can you not just have a white man? <laughs> I can bet that was all right, though. I mean, like, yeah, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was people are doing the triple leg takedown. <laughs> <laughs> tapping tap to a boner. Tap yeah, dude, yeah, tapping to a boner, yeah. Did the, it was a, it put a new meaning to the anaconda joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Well, Paul, we're, we're coming to the end of the hour. The, May I have I had think, a fun time? I've had... I've, I've really enjoyed it. And considering I'm, I'm not running off much sleep and I was worried I was going to be too tired for this. You've, no. you've your energy's infectious and I'm glad Thank that it's mate. an audio book because you, you've got what a lot of people haven't nowadays, which is a personality. So I'm Thank very much mate. looking forward to listening. But um, Thank you, 
if if you could give people one reason to uh listen to the book apart from the fact it will save their life what what would it be yeah. uh, one reason to listen to the book is if you want to have a big 2021 if you want to have a big 2021 no matter what comes your way no matter what challenges come your way no matter what obstacles pop up um this is the fucking book for you period and yeah. i remember when i signed with harper i spoke with one of the chief execs there and he said by the end of every chapter we feel like by the end by the time you've recorded each chapter people will feel like they could run a fucking marathon oh, i love them books bit of fucking david yeah. goggins style yeah yeah, yeah but, but without suffering yeah, yeah, yeah. Without having to do four thousand pull-ups and yeah, without, actually run the marathon. Yeah, without suffering. There's the life without suffering can't exist. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Well, look, congratulations on your year, mate. Because I saw a post of yours the other day. You got your blue belt. You got your book deal. You've, you've, yeah. you've made. You've rolled. You, you haven't polished the turd. You rolled it in glitter, and you made the most of this year. So congratulations thank on, you, on that. It's brilliant. That. Speak to you. Thank you for having me on, mate. Yeah, where can everyone find you? I'm sure I'll, I'll chuck everything in, in the links, but where do you uh, want people to go? Audible. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, everything you can find about me is on uh, paulmo.uk. You can find out about my podcast. By the way, mate, you're a great podcast host because I do a lot of these. Oh, thank and I get you, asked the same Appreciate fucking that. questions time after time after time. And I've had so much fun with you today. My energy's high because you've asked great questions, mate. And it's been a great conversation. Hey, sick. Thank you, Paul. Well, like, yeah, yeah, put a smile on my face, you devil. Yeah, that's, that's what I do, mate. That's what I do. <laughs> Wicked. All right, well, look, I'll, um, I'll chuck everything for you in the description. And Brilliant. thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for listening to that episode, everyone. I um, hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Like I said, I'm still buzzing off that conversation. The energy that Paul brings can't put a price on it but if you did want to put a price on it it's probably about eight quid on audible so you know where to go and luckily like he said he's narrating the book so you know where to go to get it links in the description for the free audible trial also for the better help um link that i mentioned at the start of the podcast like i do in every podcast because they are the brilliant sponsors and the ones that allow me to keep bringing this content to you so thank you very very much for listening i hope you're all well i know that in some countries where people are listening to this namely the uk things are not going so well and australia's not looking too bright at the moment either you've got this i know that's what everyone says but i truly believe that everyone has the power to make themselves better make themselves feel better it's time now get into books it's cliche that i'm going to be saying this but you've got time you got to learn you can learn about things or you can learn about yourself you've got the option there me and paul spoke about journaling that's definitely a habit that i would suggest getting into take this time use it wisely and make sure that when you come off or out the other side of this you're in a better position than when you went in you're absolute legends every single one of you love you goodbye